When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey folks, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast. Michael McQuaid, joined by Colin McQuaid and Stuart Roach. Delighted to be back. Um, after a few weeks off, I want, I want to publicly thank Colin Cronin for uh, rendering these episodes. I presume it was Colin over the last few weeks. It wasn't Stuart. Yeah, I'm just looking at these points. <laughs> I want to tell everyone a very, very fun story here just before we start the show off and get these lads in. I was setting this all up behind me. It's probably, you can't see it all on the podcast, but um, there's a game program with Tim Patrick in the background good time in there i only got the postcard in the game program yesterday Colin. you said here's the 2022 or 2021 i only got that yesterday so thank you very much for the postcard star wars that was sent after the the chargers game after i got home from the thanksgiving trip so eight months I just I had, I didn't realize it was in i apologize for Colin. obviously a very very warm welcome to you broncos football is Please don't put a card of uh, Russell Wilson up behind you, Mick, if, if what you've done to Tim, poor Tim Patrick. I, know, I was going to say, but Bradley Chubb up here, so he could be next. Um, <laughs> see what happens, I guess. Um, but yes, uh, and I'll get a picture of you two. Actually, I'm going to put a picture of a few people up here as well. For the people listening, and we're so sorry. Uh, Colm, yeah, how are you? Uh, Good? Can you put up Tom Brady? Um, can... <laughs> 
Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. <laughs> M- Mike, Michael's voodoo shelf. Uh, good. It's uh, we we've had some some football, and we're now a week closer to to the real thing. Um, I I am delighted with this, I, and I look. I understand the whole the need for preseason games, especially for guys on the bubble and, and who need to make the roster. Um, but I, to me, I suppose the last the the first set of preseason games have in, in many respects shown um you know the the danger in terms of what what can happen to you, to your starters and how it, how easy it is for guys to to go down and we'll probably get into that a little bit more in, in a little bit Stuart, how you doing man it's been it's been a few weeks since we last spoke but we're we're all, we're almost here um let's ride yeah yeah, uh, good, Michael. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's a significant moment uh, when you've got the first game, albeit a preseason game of the season. It, it it's very close now. You know, they're, they're I don't know, like, like if you've been like me, where you see the uh, the Broncos official page tweeting out the numbers of players to signify days left to go. Um, so there was a while back, I think it was in the uh, the 90s, that seemed like it was never going to come around. But we're down to, what, the the, the 30s now, very sort of early 30s, late 20s soon. So, yeah, it, it was great. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll come on to the game um, in a little while. You know, there's not a huge amount to be learned, as Colm said. Uh, you know, we had spoken about poor Jonas Griffiths last week and about how he looked like he'd become the you know, one of the real camp darlings and somebody who'd sort of raised their hand and would definitely look like they forced their way into the starting lineup. And unfortunately, he's gone. Thankfully, it's only four to six weeks. You know, uh, we, we've had such bad luck with injuries that you just assumed. I assumed when I heard he was gone that it was going to be for the year. So uh, I suppose it was a small sort of, uh, sort of uh, you know, piece of good news on that front. But yeah, look, we're, we're nearly there. We didn't see a huge amount of starters at the weekend, but uh, that's probably the right way to go about things. It seems like the NFL has changed to that system now. Certainly, you know, the key players, the stars, they you just don't see them in preseason. And I guess a situation like Jonas Griffith, who, you know, may not be a star, but certainly would have been an important piece to the Broncos defense. Um, you know, that injury shows you why you don't see the likes of, your, you know, your Russell Wilsons or your Javante Williams or, you know, I suppose Bradley Chubb, Justin Simmons, players like that. You, you're not going to see them. Um, and rightly so, I think, if, if what happened over the weekend is anything to go by. Well, yeah, in terms of what happened over the weekend, that Zach Wilson thing, I was sitting in for a chill Friday night and then boom, freak injury. Um, but yeah. I can make it 27 million reasons why they're not going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo, who could have been with our team, but he's not there. Um, 17-7 column win against the Cowboys. Is there anything to take away from that performance? For me, I love the uh, the difference in Fangio and Hackett, the sense that Fangio didn't know what a timeout was or if we had some spare ones, and the sense of Hackett just loves going for it in fourth down. Like, he went, went for it fourth down the one-yard line. Like, I mean, I know they're not going to do that during the season, but I thought that was, like, 10 out of 10. Keeper let sort of thing, yeah? Well, yeah, there is a difference. I mean, Vic did go for it um, last off-season on, on fourth down, but I still... I think my feelings on Vic Fangio are, are well known and have been for for years. Uh, to me, I suppose, look, th- this uh, number of things probably uh, stood out. It was certainly chippy against the the Cowboys. I think there were six fights uh, during the Thursday's pra- practice in the the lead up to to the game, and um, I think the the Cowboys have some 
um, issues that like take ignoring the, the game, but just in terms of what we saw even during that practice, I think that the Cowboys have some issues that they really need to address. It wasn't for me, it wasn't even just the Zach Wilson um, kind of freak injury, but it was the late hit on Jalen Hurts, um, which was a disgraceful hit um, in, in a preseason game with absolutely nothing on the line. The guy's out of bounds and, and you hit him um, about a week after he, he's thrown the ball. Michael, we had the opportunity on another show to talk to the great Jim McMahon, uh, who had his career ended by a stupid, stupid illegal late hit. Um, it's the last thing you want to see. It's already a, a physical game. There's no need for that sort of ridiculous stuff. So delighted that Russell Wilson wasn't uh, wasn't out there because the fear would be after a practice like where the, the Broncos essentially pulled the Cowboys' pants down, um, that there could have been a lot of bad blood there. Uh, for me, Baron Browning um, was very pleasant in, in terms of we have had concerns on this show and we've discussed it around... Um, not the talent level, but the availability of some of our edge rushers. So to, to see Baron Browning um, having moved during the, the summer um, kind of perform was was very, very uh, pleasing, certainly. And that that was one thing that stood out to me. And I think um, Nick Benito for a kind of a preseason run out showed uh, or flashed some of his ability. So that would offer some reassurance that, you know, the, there are guys who can um, step in, probably not yet at the, the level of maybe Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb, um, but it, it was certainly very pleasing. And um, I'm, I'm sure Stuart may have uh, something, one or, one or two other things that may have caught his eye. Stuart, run game Piper. I think that's one negative take. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not a huge negative. I know it wasn't, you know, but it, there was not much going on there at all. But um, you were saying a second ago as well, you know, about the players that play. Do you think we won't see Russell Wilson for the next two weeks? Then do you think that's just not going to happen, or what's your? Thought? I I don't see the I don't see the need to Michael. Um, I I I I just think the risk reward, you know, it's it's so heavily sort of tilted towards risk. I'm, I'm not sure why you why you would bother. Um. I think the run game, just to go about that, I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that for most of the game, the offensive line was, you know, your your second or indeed your third string offensive line. Um, so, you know, you, it's understandable. I think it's going to suffer a little bit in that regard. Um, I liked I liked Browning. I liked Benito. Showed, showed plenty of plenty of bend and dip and, and speed off the edge. And, and Browning vindicated his... Um, his his move to outside linebacker so i said the coaches were, were probably giving themselves a, a deserved slap on the back for that i mean one of the things i noticed and again this would probably apply to dallas too in fairness but i think it carried on from practice it sounded like um from all the reports when the starters were practicing against each other that the uh, the broncos pass rush and the Broncos defensive line gave the Cowboys offensive line fits for most of those practice and the scrimmages, which I think um, certainly added to the, the sort of the air of, of, um, of potential violence, which erupted six times, as Colin was saying. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that the Cowboys were getting their asses handed um, by the Broncos defense. And, and that that was very pleasing to hear because the Cowboys have, I mean, I know they lost, they lost pieces of it, but the Cowboys do have a very strong offensive line. Traditionally, they've had one of the best offensive lines for it seems like forever. Um, so that was good. And it seemed like it carried on into the game. Now, I don't know if it's the kind of thing it didn't, probably didn't show up on the stat sheet, but if you were to go back and have a look at the game, you would see that for, for an awful lot of the plays, 
the Broncos defensive line got great penetration and that's without starters. Um, so I think that's something that uh, is, is, is very pleasing um, because, you, you know, as, as we know, certainly you don't want to get obsessed with the Chiefs, but I think, we're, you know, we're kind of setting out our stall in some ways to kind of go, we need to beat the Chiefs at least once this year. Um, we need to get pressure on Mahomes from everywhere, you know, um, and particularly if you can collapse the pocket. So and that's without the, the the behemoth that is DJ Jones seeing the field, the, the pickup from the, the 49ers, who's a major player, I think, for us this year, and Draymond Jones, neither of whom I think saw any action. So that was very pleasing. I think one of the other, Mick, in your absence, we were kind of, myself and Colin, picked out a couple of players to keep an eye on. Um, and uh, Washington, the punt returner, kickoff returner was one. Now, he didn't get a huge amount of action um, in that I think a lot of them were fair catches, but he did he did take one, I think, 37, 39 yards, and he looked electric. Um, so that was very, very pleasing to see again. Um, unfortunately, we lost an injury, but I thought Singleton did well when he came in. Um, he, he certainly was around the ball, and he, I think he had quite a lot of tackles. Um Having said that, I'm not sure if if the move that we've literally just made to sign Schubert would suggest that Singleton is going to be next man up. I, I think Schubert could be the guy who comes in sooner rather than later. Mick, we were talking last week, Schubert came in for a visit, um, but we didn't sign him. But now we've, we've gone out and signed him in, 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 in the wake of that injury. Um, so... Um, but yeah, I thought the defense was really, really strong. I'm not too sure how much you can read into these games. Um, I suppose the only other thing that I noticed was that the wide receiver room um, really stepped up. Um, and there is an opportunity for one of those guys, you know, maybe two of those guys, depending, you know, Tim Patrick going down, KJ Hamler is still not, probably not 100%. So, you know, Virgil had a monster game. I'm not sure if Virgil will ever have a game like that again, but who knows? You know, there's, you like to think that there are stories that come from these training camps and these preseason games, and certainly Virgil was was a real eye-opener. Um, he made some really good catches. Kendall Hinton made a brilliant catch. Seth Williams, you know, they all stepped up. They all got involved. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that's an interesting one to keep an eye on because, you know, as I said, we do we do have a spot open in that receiver core so we'll be keeping uh keeping an eye out to see which one of those guys kind of raises our hand most frequently um so that's a storyline to keep to keep abreast of for the next few weeks yeah scobert who's 28 uh was with the steelers last year previously at the browns forefront pick and spot way back in 2016 16 games last year uh, 112 total tackles so he's going to build a voice i think he's out for two months or so jonas griffith so yeah It'll be interesting to see. I, I actually wanted to, we talked about this a little bit off topic or off camera and was sort of researching the Broncos. I wasn't aware of this until this week, lad, so I wanted to bring it up uh, in terms of Nathaniel Hackett. Um, currently um, in training camp, the Broncos are not taking part in one-on-ones or seven-on-sevens, but they're only going 11-on-11 in practices to get the most for speed and it's called hyper-competitive. Um, the NFL and the NFLPA have previously collectively bargained for fewer and fewer full speed training camp practices to avoid wear and tear on, on players' bodies and keep them safer. Obviously, folks, um, I like Hackett. I mean, the, the team, the players needed to kick up the hole, quite frankly. And it's great to have someone come in and do that. Is it too physical or too intense, Colm, or, or, or are you not concerned about that? I'm I'm not in, in enormously concerned currently. I think we look the 
sometimes sometimes you have to uh, to wait and, and see and i suppose it's over the the course of the season certainly the players seem pretty happy and and the interactions be, that we see um you know between say justin simmons and sue cravens on twitter suggests that they're very happy with the the way in which this coaching staff is going about finding a balance between giving players rest and kind of the intensity of of um training so we have had obviously a significant number of injuries over the last three years i i hope it is something obviously that the team have looked at and you know, ju just because the, the coaching staff changes over, uh, there I'm sure there will be people around the franchise that will want to say, we don't want um, to, to see uh, a spate of injuries. But Vic Fangio, um, you know, I suppose he he, he had his way of, of going about training. We saw a, um, a significant number of injuries. Can you trace those back to, um, to, to, tra to training camp? That, that I suppose is the, the question, but we haven't seen any gripes um, from uh, anyone, anyone as yet. And, and to me, I suppose the, the likes of somebody like Sue Cravens, who wouldn't need to um, be positive about the team, right? Because he's no longer involved, but him kind of commenting on Twitter and saying, I'd love to be involved in this. I wish this had been my coach's approach. When I was playing the game, this could have made all the difference to, to me in my career. That That is, is telling. But, you know, Mike, we could be sitting here in November and there have been a spate of injuries and, and we're wondering. But I, I don't have right right now, um, I suppose, any, any concerns. Um, I, I'm sure that former Chargers doctor on, on Twitter uh, will, will be along with, with comments as soon as anything happens. He, he loves to, um, to diagnose things. He was diagnosing Zach Wilson with a, an ACL injury, I think, about 15 seconds after he went oh, down. It was the night. on Friday night. Like, that was insane. Uh, on Friday night, Jimmy Garoppolo was the number one trend worldwide on Twitter. And it was, it was like 2 a.m. Irish time, and that guy put it out and I haven't seen his account since I, I, I must go look at that um yeah sure is is there any concern on your side in regards to the intensity of uh, certain training sessions or are you just happy football's back and you couldn't care less no because i think you know we've we've been doing it another way for the last couple of years and we've had you know a significant amount of injuries um, so that hasn't worked. And um, I, you know, would echo what Colin says. You can just tell from around the place, there's, you know, there's no stories, there's no, there's no murmurings of discontent. There's, there's seen, now you, you're going to get that with a new regime anyway, I guess, to a certain point. And, and this all depends on whether we win or not. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, the NFL is so technical, Michael. They're not, you know, and, and the, the the players union are, you know, they, they are effective. They have, you know, been able to argue and they've been able to get certain concessions from the owners, which I can't imagine is, is particularly easy. Um, so I, I can't imagine there's that much lee leeway in regards to what you can get away with and what you can't. So what they're doing presumably must be, 
you know, by the letter of the law. And um, I'm all for hacking. I mean, even though it's pre-season pre friendly, effectively, you know, um, I love the speech in the in the locker room afterwards. The, the guy's energy is fantastic. I hope he wins. I think it'll be a great story. I think, you know, it's exacerbated by the fact that the previous guy was such a grump. But, you know, we need to see good guys doing well. And, and I, I would be really disappointed if Hackett wasn't a success here. Look, at the end of the day, it comes down to how good a coach he is. But he just seems like a good person to be around. It seems like the kind of guy you'd be delighted to come and work for each day. So, you know, I think in this day and age, you find out fairly quickly if players are unhappy or, or not. And, you know, I don't want to keep bringing it back to Manchester United, but, you know, they were brought in allegedly yesterday to run 13.8 kilometres, which is the distance that, uh, uh, it Brentford outran them in a game. And within 24 hours, word leaked out that the players are destroyed. And, you know, sports scientists around the world cannot believe that this was uh, was this <laughs> this was inflicted on the poor lambs. You know, so that's a discontent, disharm, you know, disharmonious squad group of players. They've no problems letting it be known. Um, the Broncos, you're not hearing any of those things. So I think no, I'm I'm happy to go with it. And you know, an, an injury like Griffith got during the day, like you're going to get football injuries that happens. You know, it's the injuries you get in training camps, the ones that we, you know, we've been worried about, and those lower leg injuries that we seem to suffer a spate of. You know, you're going to get people hurt in games that involve hitting other people, big people hitting other big people. People are going to get hurt. Um, so no, I'm I'm okay with it. And look, if they get a clean slate, let's see what you know if his methods work. Uh, great, you know, and and I think we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We find out tomorrow. This is being recorded on Monday. We find out tomorrow, folks. Correct me if I'm wrong, Colin. If Randy Radishar is going into the Hall of Fame uh, tomorrow, uh, or yeah. if, it's, if is this like if he's made it, or if this is like the final shortlisting. The as far as I know, the the senior committee makes the announcement um, to tomorrow. But I, I don't know, as you said, if that is the senior finalists, the, senior the finalists who who will then be announced for next for next year, presume presumably, right? So he was um, in late July. He was named one of twelve senior candidates who could receive final consideration and on Tuesday it's the penultimate step so um, so during yeah. the vote on Tuesday three senior candidates will be chosen as final nominees um, and then the entire committee then vote on whether to elect them uh, Colin he's obviously a seven time pro bowler two time first team all pro uh, defensive player of the year and is you know I was an iconic part of that orange crush defense in the 70s and um, you would even look at the stats and suggest he should have been in a very, very long time ago. Do you think it's going to happen this year or do you think it's difficult with the current? I mean, it's it's always been difficult for the Broncos and Hall of Fame. It's, it's been a bit better recently, but it's still not there yet, is it? 
No, it, it's not. It's not there. And uh, the I suppose that the Hall of Fame people have all sorts of different views on it. Uh, we saw Deion Sanders come out and make some very strong comments over the past couple of days that he doesn't feel that it's the Hall of Fame anymore. He said, you know, that um, it's the Hall of of very good to a, to an extent. He says maybe if they're going to do that, they need to have a, a special wing for people who truly change the the game. Other people will will say, you know, there there are guys who are super deserving across all the franchises who should be, um, you know, recognized for their contributions to to the game. Randy Gratishar is a legend in in Broncos country, and everybody knows his name. But the the wider league, he it, 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 it maybe it's it's part of the Broncos thing. It's a uh, the the lack of success that um, those teams had potentially. And, and, you know, because at that time um, you didn't have maybe the, the profile that you have now, that's why he, he didn't get the love. Obviously as Broncos fans, you'd love to, to see it happen, but it can be, it can be difficult if, you know, because while we recognize the contributions, it isn't always recognized uh, across the league keep our fingers crossed that that it happens if uh, if not i'm sure broncos country will continue to push to have him inducted in the future but fingers crossed Stuart, what was it like watching ronnie Granishar back in the 70s is that hey, too far i'm joking i just far <laughs> oh. hey, that's too far back i'm afraid no, um, is it, is it, do, you, do you know what seriously because i didn't bring it up sure i i i retract my statement i am i'm so sorry <laughs> um, pat Bolin didn't live to see him going you know mm. and you know that in itself is probably you know it's it's a complete disgrace you'd like to think that they might have realized from that moment that this man at least deserves to see it in his lifetime yeah but they don't ever really seem to think about stuff like that when it comes to the broncos michael unfortunately um you know i mean pat Bowler should have been in years ago regardless of the three super bowls but you know all the other things he did for the league as well, you know, sort of pushing it around the globe, you know, that, that you would have thought that uh, Pat Olin's illness was hardly came as a surprise. You know, there was rumblings about it and there was, you know, the, the, the more he began to sort of, um, sort of, uh, sort of step back from the public eye, I think he, he, people kind of knew. So the NFL would have been aware of this, or the, the Hall of Fame would have been aware of this, that Pat Olin wasn't well and, you know, didn't really have a huge amount of time left and didn't seem to, you know, they didn't do anything about it. And, you know, he, as you said, he didn't live to see it. Um, that's unfortunate. And, and you know, with the Gratishar thing, I mean, I, I've only ever seen, it's difficult to to get much footage of, you know, full games of those teams. The only two that I ever came across were, there was a, a copy of the AFC Championship game against the Raiders and you can get the Super Bowl against Dallas in full on the NFL's uh, you know, they did the three games for every team thing. So it's good quality of those. Um, and that one in particular is, is, is worth a look because it's, it's, it's an incredible effort by the Orange Coach defense. And Bradishar obviously was, was a major, was the major part of that. Um, the Broncos offense were, were atrocious. Um, unfortunately, the quarterback was injured um, and their guard lost 60 pounds in the week leading up to Super Bowl, he was ill, and he was up against Randy White, um, who was one of the most historic. Sixty pounds. 
apparently he got gastro something or other and uh, Glassic was his name and uh, Craig Morton apparently had said to the other players he said I'm I'm dead he already had a bad ankle and his guard lost 60 pounds due to illness during the week and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Randy White but he was a mean mean hombre so the offense were absolutely destroyed the fact that the Broncos defense kept that game so close I think the Broncos had a record amount of turnovers. The Broncos offense had a record amount of turnovers. But that game was 22-10 going into the fourth quarter. And it was because of the miracles that that Broncos defense performed against Roger Starbuck and a good, very, very good offense. So it's worth a look. I mean, you know, you know the result going in. It's not going to be pretty from a Broncos point of view, but it is worth a look watching the defense because they were phenomenal. The Gratishar was on every play. Um, but, you, you know, unfortunately with these things, Mike, I would be very surprised if Gratishar got in because um, we're biased. We hear the noise, but we hear the noise from the Broncos' point of view. Um, there's bound to be some other player who, who, you know, from another team that their fans feel he has been grossly overlooked and they're making the same kind of noise. The Broncos historically have been massively underrepresented in the Hall of Fame. Um, it has been addressed somewhat in recent years before but that, a lot of that has to do with the fact there's a cycle. I think it's usually about 20 years later, 15 years after your Super Bowls and when those players have started to retire, then you begin to see a slew of, of entry. So we've had Terrell Davis. We, you know, we had Elway obviously earlier, but you've had, you know, you've got Shannon Sharp, you've got Steve Atwater. But they're all those guys from those teams. There's kind of nobody else from those back-to-back Super Bowl teams that you, you think is going to get in. Maybe Neil Smith, I suppose. I'm not sure he hasn't got in yet, but there's not an awful lot outside of those guys so you know in in sort of 10 years time you're going to see a rake of patriots players get in that's just the way it is um so but allowing for that we we in the houston oilers slash houston texans i think have still got more players in the hall of fame than the broncos the houston oilers slash texans with the grand total of zero super bowls um, not to mention the Chiefs, who have probably about five times as many. Uh, it, it seems like a Chiefs player goes into the Hall of Fame regardless um, from their, you know, legendary one Super Bowl back in the, the late 60s. So the Broncos are underrepresented. It, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not going to change anytime soon. I don't think we've had a good run of it in regards to players getting in. They deserve to get in. Uh, but I would be surprised if Randy Gallagher doesn't get in. Myself, my version of Randy Gallagher from when I started watching was Carl Mecklenburg. Um, and Colin, you can probably back me up on this one, but Mecklenburg hasn't had a sniff of making it to as a finalist uh, uh, for the Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, he, he, he was a superb player, just happened to play on teams that, you know, had a tendency to get hammered in Super Bowls, and that seems to count against, whereas other players who were not as good as Mecklenburg and who didn't even get to Super Bowls have gone in ahead of him. So, you know, this is unfortunate, but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. And I doubt very much it's going to change tomorrow, unfortunately, Michael. Time will tell. Very, very best luck to Randy. And I hope it goes well for you, mate. And maybe you'll see in London in November or October, celebrating. Um, is there anything else to report, Chance, before we wrap this up? Is, is everyone feeling optimistic about this Bob Miller return the weekend? Or? Well, it's been, uh, I suppose, a couple of, um, you know, moves th- today. We Randy Gregory and, and Billy Turner both activated, which is good to, to see. And obviously that gives more, more options. We, we do hear as well today that Mooty had uh, knee surgery. 
Um, so that's unfortunate because he has flashed it at times. Um, but for linesmen having knee surgery, you never it's just not something that you you want to hear. The worry would be, you know, he's he's playing playing catch up kind of all season you'd hope not and that we don't have to rush him given that there are options there uh Quinn Miner is Dalton Reisner um Graham Glasgow coming back so that'll be um I suppose interesting to to see um but the fact that we are activating the guys it, with the hope I mean week one will be coming around pretty pretty quick I I really think uh that you 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 know if the guys don't play against the Bills I that that third outing, I can't imagine we will see starters in in that. Um, but look, Von Von coming back, Von, Von will get the reaction that he deserves. This is uh, not going to um, be like um, certain players who we will probably see. It'll be very interesting week one. Let's put it like that. Yes, indeed. Um, Broncos against the Bills, six p.m. our time on Saturday. Superb NFL game pass in Europe, NFL plus in America. I don't know what that is, but it, it is what it is. Uh, lads, good crack. We'll chat these again next Monday. Yeah, keep yes, an eye indeed. out, keep an eye out for that Bill's punter, Michael. If you haven't seen, yes, and you know what? Let's just very quickly acknowledge because we can't probably do this during the season. There is an Irishman playing for the Chargers, and I know he's in division. But it would be a miss if it's not to wish him the very, very best luck, apart from two games this season. Um, James McCourt, class. He better make that final roster, boys. I'll be absolutely buzzing. Fingers crossed. But for, for anyone, Stuart, you make a fair point. For anyone parking near the stadium uh, for against the, the Bills, <laughs> watch. I, I park further away than usual because, my God, if he kicked that thing 82 yards in the air at sea level, what is he going to do in, in mile high? Uh, truly, it mightn't be Uncle Rico throwing the ball over the mountains, but it might well be the Bills punter kicking the ball all over the, the mountains <laughs> folks thanks very much for listening to the Dublin and Ever podcast this week Michael McGuire Colin Curran Stuart Roach uh, at Michael underscore NFL at Colin from Cork at Purple Heart TC at Malhigh Report keep her lit chat these next week go Broncos go Broncos go Broncos